welcome to the second episode of Brownell's Best, celebrating the writings of Brownell Middle School students. Today we have eighth grader Siriana sharing a piece of writing that she created for a social studies project. As the Brownell English Department constantly states, we at Brownell are all writing teachers. This mantra is most evident in this social studies project from eighth grade history teacher, Mrs. Corden. Siriana writes about an escaped slave and the quilt he carries with him. A picture of the quilt that Siriana speaks of in her writing will be linked in our episode write-up. We'll be back with Siriana in her piece, The Journal of Earl Cash. Siriana, thank you for being here. Hi, it's nice to be here. Can you tell us a little bit about the project that this piece was created for? All right. So um, my social studies teacher, Mrs. Corden, had us do a piece where we have to uh, imagine our lives as a slave. And we had to make a quilt relating to a journal uh, explaining what all it was like for us. And um, during that project, I sort of went with it and I came up with something that is worthwhile. <laughs> uh, well, Mrs. Duffield definitely believed that. She, uh, when she read this, she told me, she goes, you've got to talk to Siri about this. This is really, really good. So you're reading the, the story Chains in English uh, with Mrs. Duffield. And that's also about slavery. Now, it's not during this time. Uh, it's during the revolutionary time, but did that have any impact on what you wrote? Uh, yes, a bit. Um, I noticed that a lot of things in um, the literature piece itself were not exactly misspelled or they were sometimes abbreviated, which I noticed sometimes I do myself when I'm speaking very fast. So I sort of incorporated that into the piece. And um, if you can see it, like physical copy of it, you'll see those changes. So, so you kind of, I don't want to say copy, but you just, you use that as a guide as you wrote this. Yes. Okay. So when you're ready, go ahead and share with us the Journal of Earl Cash. It is mid-June, 1842, my fifth day away from Catherine and my fifth day away from the class Cash Plantation. I'm who they called 308, the youngest and fastest of the boys back on the plantation. Though Mama and Kath had called me Earl, I haven't seen them since the Roaring Flames. I wish them well. They'd always tell me, you don't have much and won't, but better times are coming. I'm only now starting to understand what they'd meant. The quilt that lay rest on my beaten back tells the story of the, my life along with the lives of my people. Through pictures a baby could understand, the first square shows how my people got here in Alabama. Beaten, bloody, whipped, and chained, soon to be sold, whipped, and raped at the white man's expense. Taken from our homes, separated and whipped without remorse, I grew up to know a cruel world. The second square gives an idea of what little we had. Slaves don't need food, is what Maslow had said. We'd be left to fend for ourselves until Madame graced us with molded bread and dirty flour water. With little time on our hands to eat, not much was said until we were back on the field. The third and bottom left square represents the only things that unified us through these depressing times. Our spirituals that had brought untroubled and joyous feelings soon cried with desperation and for change. Granted only an hour for our leisure, we'd always spend it with the trees, singing, dancing, and praising our Lord Jesus for salvation. The next square 
to the square next to it revealed our only path to freedom, a chance to start over. Mama had said the good Lord answered our prayers, saying, let it burn, as she told Kath and I to run like lightning bolt as chaos bloomed all around. Miles upon miles of fiery red ate away cabins, crops, cotton, and eventually Mama. So busy running with the wind that before I knew it, I was back with the trees in the calm water, but no one else was around. The last square on the bottom represents the consequence of the strife, the possibility of granted opportunity. It depicts how quickly prayers can be answered and symbolizes the freedom I could have shared. So, to whoever finds this, if you take anything away from this, remember, the cruelty we suffered was beyond belief. Though your generation may have turned over the new leaf, my brothers and sisters have only turned their cheek, but no one shall forget of the horror I speak. Another quote that guides me to this day, one my mama gave me before the fire that I'll always hold dear, was to stay strong and be sharp, cause our livelihood ain't a given, so you better run freedom run. Thank you, Sariana. Extremely powerful. Uh, really, really well done. Thank you. All right. So at the beginning, it says Earl is known as 308. What does that number represent? Um, you may remember in the movie Chains how uh, many of um, slave masters would often rename their slaves. Um, with them no longer having their original given name, uh, they would often name them things such short and sweet. But um, as you can see, Cash, uh, the owner of the plantation, didn't even bother giving him a name. He only gave him a number, 308. Which probably shows how much he thought of them, didn't even give them names, gave them just numbers. Yes. Could you explain the significance? Because this is part of the, the part, part of the project was also making a quilt. So I'm sure the discussion of the significance of what a quilt meant to people at that time, especially with slave families. Um, what's the significance of the quilt for Earl and his family? Um, it tells it tells their story. It tells the story of their people. Um, it's significant, and it shows that um, hope is not very far away. Though through time, try times. I mean, there's always light at the end. So I'm a big believer. Writing good writing like this changes writers. Like you're different from when you start to when you end, just because of the process and the journey you go through. How has this piece changed you? Um, I've realized in myself that I am a bit poetic. Um, during the last page, um, the last paragraph I wrote, um, I realized that that isn't something that you'd come across, something that someone would just say out of the blue. It's something that you wouldn't come across on your everyday basis or in any really literature. Um, and I realized that the fact that I came up with that in under about six minutes sitting at my dining room table just thinking and snapping my fingers, I just found that amazing. And I just uh, see myself to be more poetic and I try to incorporate that in what I write now. So every time you learn something like this about yourself, are you like, all right, I'm going to take this and ramp it up even more next time I go? Yes. All right. Well, Sariana, thank you so much for sharing this with us. Um, we really appreciate it. It's extremely, extremely strong, wonderful piece. And, uh, Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Tammy Duffield is the Brownell English Department chairperson and an eighth grade English teacher. She was the one who recommended Siriana's writing. And today we had a chance to talk to her about what drew her to this piece. 
Tammy, thanks for joining us today. Hello, Mr. Ernst. Thanks for inviting me. So first question I have is what made this piece by Siriana stand out to you? Um, I have had Siriana as an English student for two years now. And uh, so I've had um, the opportunity to see lots of her writing. And number one, I just really appreciate how she has grown as a thinker and a writer. Uh, she cares about writing well. Uh, she's very thoughtful. Um, she really thinks about word choice and voice. And uh, that's something that she's really been working on. And uh, I thought when she asked me to read this piece to give her some feedback, because it's actually a social studies assignment, um, I was happy to sit down with her. And um, I was just really impressed with how far she has come. And uh, I thought she had a really strong voice. And uh, I think as an African-American young lady herself, I thought she was very insightful and reflective about, um, you know, just the power of language and the topic. And I thought she really was very um, oh, soulful almost about what she was writing. So I think she had a nice personal connection to the writing. And that always makes writing really good. So I was just proud of her on all those levels. She did say that as she wrote it, uh, she started realizing and kind of finding her almost like um, rhythmic or lyrical, where she she oh, said yeah. as she was going, she was snapping her fingers with it, and she she started seeing there was a pace and a rhythm to it. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. In fact, I think we did talk about that. I said there are parts of this piece that almost sound poetic, and so maybe that's what she was referring to. Well, that's really interesting, isn't it? Great to hear a, an eighth-grade girl, you know, speak in those terms. Yeah, she was great. She was extremely insightful and kind of um, looking back at her process. I thought I, I loved how she did yeah. uh, how she talked about it. Yeah. Um, at the start of the podcast, I introduced the English department mantra of we're all writing teachers. As the English mm -hmm. department chairperson, could you explain where this where this mantra came from? And also, what does this mean at Brownell? Uh, what's the what's the idea uh, that you're trying to get across to the mm -hmm. rest of the staff at Brownell? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, thanks for that question. Um, this has been a mantra that uh, is not new. Um, I've been at Brownell for, gosh, over 25 years now. Um, and this is something that we have really tried to um, make a priority for a number of years. And, um, oh, gosh, before just all the chaos of the uh, pandemic, um, we were really trying to work with the entire staff as an English department on, um, you know, on just promoting this idea that, hey, um, we are all writing teachers. We are all reading teachers. You know, um, you have to look at your content area, um, certainly, but there are opportunities. There should be opportunities for writing in science and social studies and mathematics um, because writing is such writing and reading, but we'll focus on writing. Writing is such a big skill. There's so many parts to it. Uh, it can't possibly, we can't possibly address it um, adequately just as English teachers. We have to get everyone on board. And I think if all the students see that, hey, I'm a writer and I have to write in all my classes, it's not just an English thing, I think that goes a long way to get kids to buy in and, you know, to build their skills and if we all think of ourselves as reading and writing teachers, I think that will only 
benefit our content areas and will just build better thinkers and kids who, um, you know, will buy in to the importance of writing. So I don't know if I answered your question, but I, I think it's so important for all of us. No, you to did. think of ourselves. And okay. It was funny. I talking to Mrs. Corden today. I uh, we were talking about Syrianus Peace, and she said, "She goes, well, you know, you know, we're all writing teachers." She goes, "It's not Yay! just." And, and I and I was like, "Absolutely." And and that's one area I know social studies has really made a concerted effort in Absolutely. getting more writing in and uh, giving yeah. them opportunities such as this project. So I, I was really yeah, happy to hear I, that. I know. Yes, I'm. I'm very. Um, I'm so pleased. Uh, and I, I don't know. Ms. I know Mrs. Corden in particular is as the department chair of the social studies department. Um, really believes in this too. So that's powerful stuff. I, I was. I loved this assignment. I was so happy I had a chance to share in it a little bit. So thank you for your questions. Well, thank you for joining us. I appreciate it, and uh, thanks for giving us uh, giving me the tip for Syriana's piece because I would never have seen it since it was a social studies oh, piece. I but uh, thank have, you so much for sharing it with us because uh, it really was a powerful piece. I told her, uh, yeah. I said how it was extremely powerful, and uh, I thought she did a great job. Well, and Mr. Ernst, I want to thank you for bringing this opportunity of podcast to Brownell. It's very exciting, and I'm very interested to see where it goes. Uh, the only other thing um, that I would add is that Siri also included um, um, like a – almost she designed a quilt you know she well on paper you know she designed a piece of artwork to go with her piece so um if you have an opportunity and you and you know siri you can ask her not only to read her piece but also to see the artwork that she made to go with it it's really it's really a great combination and we're going to try so, thank we're, you. yeah we're going to try to get that uh quilt i'm going to try to get that linked so that people can uh, view that as well on the awesome. uh on the show uh recap Oh, great. And, you know, I think I think uh, all the eighth graders did this project. So I, I'm guessing there are going to be a lot of other really good pieces that you might be able to um, to highlight. So yeah, Mrs. Cor Corden says she said we've got a lot of great writers. She goes, there's some really Yay! great writing. And I said, well, just send them my way. <laughs> right, right. Well, thank you. Well, thank you. This is, this Appreciate it. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Brownell's Best. Students' last names are withheld for safety reasons, and only their first name and last initial will be used at all times. This has been a Bronco News production.